Well, hello and welcome once again to the kitchen table with Arctic Eric. This is something new. What does that mean? Well, new meaning I'm going to have a series that I will be releasing on Fridays. And these Friday podcasts will be the audio tracks from videos that I have recorded and put up on both Facebook and my YouTube channel. And the link for the YouTube channel will be included in the episode information for these podcasts. This Friday release is going to be testimonies that I have been sharing as I've followed the Lamb all of these decades. Uh, I hope you're encouraged by them. Well, hello. Yesterday on Facebook, I posted uh, two pictures together that I had posted a number of years ago. One of me at an extremely high weight and one of me at uh, quite a low weight. And uh, obviously it's been a journey to not only lose, I don't know how much it was now, 40 kilos, 90 pounds or something, but of course to keep the weight off. And I just wanted to share a little bit, testify a little bit about how that worked out, how that played out, and how that plays out in my life. That doesn't mean it's going to work the same way for you, but God certainly demonstrated his gracious goodness to me in my losing all that weight and in my being able to keep the weight off. Even age-adjusted, keep the weight off. I guess it was around, yeah, the beginning of the 2000s. Might even been around the picture, the same date as that picture I posted, which was, I think, 2004, when I was at my highest weight. Anyway, that picture was taken in Finland. And uh, I got in the car to come home from, I believe it was that trip from Finland. And my uh, seat was all the way back in the car and the steering wheel adjusted so I could drive. And even with that, my big old belly was touching the steering wheel. And it, I just felt so defeated. Man, I had done everything and it didn't work. And I recall crossing a particular bridge. I have the bridge in my mind's eye. I'm not sure I could find it today, but anyhow, I had tears in my eyes and I just cried out to the Lord. And I said, man, you know, I, I gotta have help. And clearly on the inside of me, I heard well, do what you know to do and stop doing that which you know you shouldn't do. And I remember thinking, yeah, 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 but that knowledge doesn't help me. And I believe it was God in me by the person of the Holy Spirit gave me the idea. These words came, ask for grace. Three words, ask for grace. Now, I had been studying grace and 
teaching even about grace, but hadn't actually myself thought about such a concept or of saying, ask for grace. I don't know why, but anyway. So I did. Things began to change, but not immediately. There was another thing that happened. I, because of my weight, had reached a point where I think it was my left leg and my right foot both said, we're not going to carry you anymore. And then I remembered asking for grace. And I, I said, Lord, thank you that you're giving me the grace to stay in this race, spirit, soul, and body. And the next thing I knew, I had a desire to begin to walk. Not something I normally like to do. I was never athletic. I was not the athletic department in my family. But I started walking. And then I kind of heard on the inside, walking, water, and watching. Watching, in the first phase, the quantity of food I was consuming. And later came the what. Anyhow, my wife had a big part to play in the what. But it started off with walking, lots of water, staying hydrated, and uh, watching the quantity. And then when, as I said, when it came to what I ate, I had a lot of help from her in preparing the right foods and the right quantities so there weren't any leftovers. <laughs> anyway, every Monday morning, I wrote down my weight. And I have it all on a graph. And you can see the downs and ups and the ups and downs. But you can consistently see a trend line that is called Amazing Grace. I'm still in the way, race. In fact, I call that Excel sheet Grace Race. So what did I learn? I learned that Grace is active. And I now define that grace beyond that initial salvation grace. A lot of times we think about grace as God drawing us to himself, to Christ, and a relationship is born by faith. But then we're not often always clear about grace after conversion, or we hear the word used so much that it becomes diluted or separated from faith and scripture so that it more or less doesn't have any practical meaning, any practical expression in our life. And of course, <clears throat> going back to an earlier testimony about healing, the fellow who was crippled and walked 
it was a case of simply asking God for grace. But anyhow, I also recall in this grace idea, years ago, studying prayer, and I found a definition in a secular dictionary that changed my life. It said grace, excuse me, it said prayer, asking for grace. And I believe that in my life, when Paul says, pray without ceasing, it is to live a life of expectation, not in myself, but an expectation upon God and his son who is filled with grace upon grace. And that for me, I define grace for the believer as God's power, God's strength, and God's ability to do, to work, and to complete everything he begins. And I think about that well-quoted verse that says, he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And I think about that that verse is squeezed between two other verses that are kind of important. A bit earlier at the beginning of the chapter, it talks about God's grace. And then Paul says, after he writes those wonderful words that God will complete, he writes, I can say this about you. He's talking to me and he's talking to you if we want to personalize scripture when appropriate. He said, I can say this about you. I can say that God will complete this in you because we all share in grace, in that common grace. We're partakers, we're sharers in God's grace for the believer. So that we can live in expectation in the one who is filled with grace. And in fact, his spirit, the spirit of Jesus Christ, referred to in Hebrews as the spirit of grace, lives in us. That means that God's ability, strength and power to do and work and finish everything he begins resides on the inside of all who believe. Obviously, we, we need to believe it. But as we focus on those scriptures, those words, they become real to us. Our mind is transformed, and we're able to grasp it in our hearts. And by faith, we receive that. So that important lesson of asking for grace and the weight race has, of course, spilled over into my life. Clearly shown in the cancer challenge last year. And you know, I'm cautious now about saying too much about that cancer challenge. Why? Because I've discovered there are all different kinds of cancer and some, when compared to others, are nice and some less so. And so I had one of the, uh, in my identification system, one of the nicer cancers. It was uh, 
The tumor was removed through surgery. And uh, the region where the tumor was removed, since they didn't find the primary, was fully and heavily radiated. But I would say that God used the surgeons and God used the irradiation technology and those who operated the equipment. God used the prayers of all who have prayed and are still praying for me. I can certainly see how the physical therapist and the what a speech therapist and uh, different people who gave me different exercises and things to do for my voice, that they played a role. But in the midst of all of it, from day one, I just had this knowing that God's got it. And I've testified about this before, so I don't need to go so much into it. But God's grace, I encourage you today to, for yourself, discover, determine, what do you really know about grace experientially? What do we know about faith experientially? What do we know about God and His Son and the Spirit experientially? It isn't necessarily what we only think about it or feel about it, but have we experienced it? God has so much clearly stated, objectively written in Scripture for each of us to experience of His goodness, His grace, His ability, His strength, that we might live tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. So it's objectively written, and then by faith in the gracious one, the good one, the great one, we receive that in our lives, worked in our lives, and worked through our lives for the benefit of others. You know, I'm convinced that one of the reasons I'm not physically uh, gone is because God wants to continue to use me in the lives of those around me. And the same is true for you. Well, now my mind has shifted from testifying to uh, what lies ahead of me. And that's my favorite latte bar. Called Espresso House. They're all over Sweden, and I understand they're spreading, and uh, that's good. It's kind of like Starbucks done correctly. <laughs> okay, that wasn't nice. But listen, I just want to encourage you today that whatever your challenge, if it's weight, if it's relationally, if it's in your mind, your will, your emotions, God's able. God's able. We need him. And I've now passed the big 7-0. 44, is that right? Yeah, I guess 44 years with Jesus. And I've discovered that every day, more and more, it truly is all about Jesus. 
because he is the one who's filled with grace upon grace. I guess I'll leave with this thought. Paul prayed that we don't depart, we don't go away from, we don't leave behind us that simplicity, that beauty that is in Christ Jesus. For by doing so, we, like Adam and Eve, will be deceived. We'll be deceived into looking at and living from and eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But God wants us eating from the tree of life, and Jesus is that life. And in him, through scripture, is found all eternal wisdom and knowledge. It makes a difference what I ate to lose all my weight, and it makes a difference what I eat eating the Word of God, eating from the tree that's in the midst of the garden, eternal life, so that His life truly can become our life, so that He's living not only in us, but for us and through us. So, are we, are we eating our daily bread? We pray, give me this day my daily bread. Well, Jesus says, I am, I want to preach, I am the bread of life. I am the bread that comes down from heaven. He wants to nourish us spiritually. He wants to cleanse our souls, wants to wash them, transform our thinking so that we can embrace him in all simplicity like a child. Listen, he's given us the right to become his children. It doesn't mean childish. It means no matter how old I get, 70, as I mentioned, God's older. <laughs> he's been there and he's done that. Well, okay, I guess this is it. I don't know how long it is, but it is what it is. And I just want to thank you for taking this time to be with me. Oh, I like to testify about the goodness and the greatness of God. God bless you today. Good day.